Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Aunt Mary Lane's room was dark, illuminated only by the moonlight which streamed in through the window, making a bright patch on the hooked rug at the side of the bed. Peggy Douglas had come home after an evening spent with Nicholas Dorn, the young writer from Hollywood who'd been living in Wakefield for several months. Noticing a light in Lefty Larkin's house near the highway... Peggy'd gone out to talk to him for a while. Then she'd walked through the garden to Aunt Mary's house, had let herself in quietly, and tiptoed to her aunt's bedroom door. She'd knocked gently, thinking Aunt Mary might be asleep. But a wide-awake voice had called out, inviting Peggy in to have one of the little confidential chats the two were so fond of. They'd talked for a while about the past. Then Aunt Mary had sensed that Peggy had something on her mind, something she wanted to say. And finally, Peggy had confessed that she'd given Nicholas Dorn an answer to a question he'd asked her some time ago. She'd promised Nicholas she'd marry him. So they've decided. I had so hoped that I'd convinced them it would be wiser to wait. It's not that I don't like Nicholas. He's a fine boy. But I've always felt that Peggy hasn't put Bill Meade completely out of her heart. That Bill loves her. And that eventually... It might work out for both of them. Perhaps I've been wrong. I can't be sure. Lefty seems to believe that Peggy is finished with Bill, that it's a dead issue. Still, I can't help but feel that it isn't cleared up yet. Somehow, things might change. Well, Aunt Mary, I was pretty sure you wouldn't approve. I told Lefty so. I haven't said that, Peggy. That I didn't approve. I know you haven't. But I think this is one of the times when silence doesn't give consent. Peggy, when we talked that day on the way into town, I thought you agreed with my idea that it wouldn't hurt to wait for a while. But if a thing is real, you needn't worry about it fading away. Well, maybe I did at the time, Aunt Mary, but... Well, things change sometimes, and... There just doesn't seem to be any particular reason to wait. What would we be waiting for? Oh, I can't say exactly, Peggy dear. It just seems to me that it might be unwise to rush into a, a marriage which will affect your whole life. Well, I might as well rush into a marriage and spend my time being, well, pulled first one way and then another, never being let alone. What do you mean, Peggy? Well, every time I go into Wakefield, practically, I run to something to remind me of, well, of Bill and all that miserable time I had. But isn't Jesse Ward? It's Mr. Calvert. Everybody tells a different story, but whatever they say, it, it always upsets me. And on top of that, you and Jane. Seems to me the whole world is determined not to let me forget. So I want something definite, something real I can count on. Oh, Peggy... Do you realize what you're saying? I think I do, Aunt Mary. I'm saying that Nicholas Dorn, who is a very fine person, wants to marry me and have a good life together. And so... No, no, Peggy, that's not what you're saying. You're telling me that you're still very much affected by anything connected with Bill Meade. But rather than wait and be sure, try to give him the benefit of the doubt and see what he does intend to do. You're going to rush off and marry a very nice young man you don't love. Which may make both of you thoroughly miserable. 
Maybe you're right in a way, Aunt Mary. I mean, I can understand why you say it like that. I'm willing to admit that I haven't entirely forgotten Bill Me. For one thing, it's too recent, I guess. And then I was too deeply hurt by all the lies he told me, his dishonesty. Naturally, it would leave a mark. But I feel very differently now. And I believe Nicholas and I could be happy together. At least there wouldn't be all this deception. We'd know we could depend on each other. Well, Peggy, there's not much I can say. You know how I feel about it. But it's your life. I can't stop you. I'm sorry, Aunt Mary. You know how much I want you to find happiness. The kind of happiness I'm sure you can have. If you're patient. Oh, I guess there's nothing more to be said, Aunt Mary. You mean... You intend to go ahead anyway? Aunt Mary, I hate to disappoint you, but... Well, I'm so sure. I know what I want. Peggy, dear, you're very inexperienced. Even though you feel so grown up. It's true, you have matured a great deal. But there are so many things you... You can't know yet. So many things it... Well, it's hard for me to tell you. You're thinking about your own marriage, I can tell. But, Aunt Mary, don't you see how different that was? It wasn't the same situation at all. You would tend to idealize marriage because... Well, for one thing, you weren't married very long. You never had time to find out, well, anything but the best about each other. Well, perhaps you're right, Peggy, dear. Perhaps I do have a tendency to idealize things, to romanticize. Of course, everyone who knew Randolph felt the same way about him as I did. But I... I may have pictured him even finer than he was. During those lonely years, when I wasn't much older than you are. What? I shouldn't have said that, Aunt Mary. I know Uncle Randolph was a wonderful person. But, well, sometimes I do think you're inclined to be almost a little too tolerant of people. Do you, Peggy? Honestly. Well, for instance, Bill. You know all the things he's done, how deceitful and dishonest he's been with me, saying one thing and then doing another. Yet, you go on believing in him, trying to find some justification. Mm, I, I may be wrong about Bill, Peggy. I can't say definitely. None of us can, yet. But in general, I'm afraid I'll have to go on believing the best of people. <laughs> the funny thing. But I've seen it happen so many times in my life. If you believe in a person, try to help him somehow. Usually you'll find that he appreciates it, wants to return your kindness. Just believing in him makes him a better person. It makes friendliness and tolerance and warmth in the world. Instead of hate and bitterness. Aunt Mary, I think you're terribly right about trying to believe that people are good inside. That's why I love you so much. And everyone else does, too, because you live that way. Well, I, I didn't mean to give you a sermon, Peggy. It just sort of came out without my expecting. I'm glad it did. But, uh... 
We were talking about you and Nicholas. Yes. You know, I've never forbidden you to do anything, Peggy. That's true. The only thing I'm concerned about is your happiness. A lasting sort of happiness. I know that. I only wish... What, Peggy? Oh, I wish I could agree with you this time, as I usually have in the past, but... Well, I just can't, that's all. Not about Nicholas and me. And marriage. Well, people can't agree about things all the time. Besides, I can make mistakes. It's not a mistake, exactly. It's just that we're... Well, we're such different people, and... And the situation is what it is. Yes, dear. I wish I didn't feel this way. I'd much rather agree with you, Aunt Mary. I know you would, dear. Why don't you think over what I've said a little longer? All right, I'll think it over. But I believe I can tell you now that it won't change anything. Well, good night. Good night, dear. Sleep well, Aunt Mary. But after the young girl had left, sleep didn't come to Mary Lane. She sighed, lay back against her pillow, and reviewed her conversation with Peggy. She hoped she hadn't made a mistake, hadn't given Peggy a false hope, which might affect the girl, even though she didn't admit it to herself regarding Bill Mead. But Peggy was so determined, it seemed, to carry through her plan to marry Nicholas Dorn. You might feel better, Aunt Mary, if you knew that Bill Mead is determined to clarify the situation between him and his wife, Kit, determined to be free to speak his true feelings. But will it be too late then 